the third part of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is out. And despite being a lot more musical than I expected, which wasn't a bad thing, I really enjoyed it. It was everything that I wanted in a show like this. Dark, spooky, but more than anything else, this season of Sabrina was about chosen family and the importance thereof. And I found that beautiful, refreshing, and really powerful. And I thought, why not talk about that on today's episode of Project Shadow? Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today I want to talk about part three of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Sorry to get lost there, I always want to say season, but they say part, and I want to respect them just like I want people to respect my pronouns. You know how it is. But yeah, it's out, we watched it, oh, I hope you're watching the show. But before we get into it, If you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, and the more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And that is, after all, why I do this podcast in the first place. Alrighty, so I will warn you before I get into spoilers, which is something that I try to do, but oh my goodness. This season, this season, I don't even know where to start, even in the non-spoilery part, because, you know, I love me this genre of show. I don't know what to call it. I generally call it my charmed show, because it's kind of dark, kind of spooky. It has a lot of gothic overtones and deals a lot with topics of romance. I mean, I guess in some ways you could say that it's paranormal romance TV, but I don't know. That doesn't feel right to me. And if it doesn't feel right to me, it's not something that I'm going to do. Because consent is a thing. Oh my goodness. If you laughed, you watched the season. Uh, Okay, so everything that happened this year, I, 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 I am ever surprised at how this show finds ways to make me laugh, make me smile, and this season actually found ways to make me have to turn away from the television because I just couldn't couldn't look at what was going on on screen. I have a thing about body horror. I really, I can't. <laughs> I, I just, I can't for a lot of it. And whew, th- this this season, man, the music is fun. I, I should have guessed that this was coming when they released that marvelous music video as one of the trailers leading up to the launch of the season. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, Straight to Hell by Sabrina and the Lovecrafts. Definitely check it out. It, it's on my playlist. I, I love that song so much. The music video is phenomenal. But yeah, I... I I did not expect all the musical numbers, but somehow it worked. 
in a way that I, I just never could have imagined a show like this incorporating music the way that it did from my Sharona, like, I mean, classics like my Sharona and Mickey to there's a song from my least favorite, or actually I just, it's not, I, I don't know where to put it because nothing will ever be below cats, probably maybe in the Heights, but it's down at the bottom of the list of musicals I've ever heard in my life from Sweeney Todd. And I know, I know that's blasphemy for some people to say that, but I'm not a fan. I don't like it. It's not my thing. I think it could have been good, but I think the story of Sweeney Todd is boring and making it a musical doesn't make it not boring, but making it a musical interlude in a show like this actually made something from Sweeney Todd be not boring. So, and for goodness sakes, if Helena Bonham Carter can't make Sweeney Todd not boring, uh, I don't know. It's just not my thing. But yeah, really enjoyed it. I, I don't think I can say anything else without going into spoilers. So let's do that, shall we? Spoilers are incoming in five, four, three, two, one. All righty. You have been warned. If you have not seen any of season three, part three of Sabrina, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, you have been warned. Spoilers are coming. All right. So as you remember, we left our heroes with Nick being dragged to hell with Satan in his body as a flesh acheron by Madam Satan, who restored Sabrina's power to her and brought Mary Wardwell back to life. This season starts with them immediately rescuing Nick Scratch, and it was all a dream. And I love that because I, I turned to my husband while we were watching it, and I just said, said to him, I was like, man, this show really got to the effing monkey real fast, didn't it? But you know, it's just a dream. And then about, right, about that time, that's when Sabrina woke up. But oh, I loved it. Caliban was an interesting villain. I, I kind of wish they would have played up the... Now, look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stopping myself because I know love triangles are not huge. People don't like them. I understand why they don't like them. I'm, I'm there. But they, they hinted, they intimated. Nick, at least, really thought that Caliban was vying for Sabrina's affections. And I kind of wish he was, because my favorite demons, my favorite devils in most media are the ones that are seductive, because they're the ones that are dangerous. Scary, angry men who run around doing scary, angry men things. Well, that happens. And yeah, it can be scary, but those seductive devils that draw people in, they are the real ones that you have to watch out for. And I kind of wish the Caliban was more that, because you can see that there were some thoughts of doing that, but he isn't. He's still an interesting character, and I, I do hope we learn more about him. I do hope that this isn't the last season that he appears on, though, with him getting imprisoned in the Ninth Circle of Hell. Well, probably is. And of course, allowing everyone to have a death scene this season was brilliant. I think actually everyone but Sabrina. No, Sabrina? No. Yes. Sabrina gets a death scene, but it's a trick. And 
all that. The, the funniest part of this series, this season especially for me, is Sabrina trying to teach ethics to the minions of hell, which is funny and hilarious. And you can tell that they don't get it because Caliban doesn't understand, you know, tricking Caliban, tricking her out of the first of the, you know, regalia is not the same as her tricking Pontius Pilate so she can get her hands on the next piece of the regalia. Yeah, it was kind of mean of her to leave him behind like she did, but you know, he would have done the same to her and he had made that quite clear. So I, I don't see that as trickery. And I think that just shows how Caliban did not understand trickery, which is sad for a devil. But the thing I want to talk about most is how this season spent so much of its time dealing with the question of found family or chosen family versus the bloodline, the people that the family that we are born into. Because the big revelation that we got is that Sabrina was not, is not a Spellman. She's a morning star. But she is a Spellman. They chose her, they raised her, and they are her family. And I'm not saying that adopted family and chosen family are exactly the same thing, but we also see this theme brought up over and over and over again with her friends. She has a coven. She has a family that is hers by choice. Now, she may have been tricked into that choice and over time has developed relationships there, but that's a whole thing that we can talk about in another time. And she's constantly being distracted by events put into motion by her evil father. And we see her torn between these two competing ideas. Is she going to be a Spellman or is she going to be a Morningstar? And in the wonderful tradition of Sabrina, she decides not to decide and finds a loophole that will probably rend time and space and cause all manner of Lovecraftian demons to come out in the next season, not to mention Father Blackwood and everything that he's doing, because he, again, also obsessed with bloodline. Chosen family is something that we've talked about on this podcast on numerous occasions, and it's something that I think is very important to continue bringing up, especially in a context like this, where, for the most part, the main thing that she has to do in this season is decide if she's going to help her chosen family or her bloodline, and that's what gets her into all kinds of trouble. Sabrina is a morning star. But now we have Sabrina Morningstar and we have Sabrina Spellman, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be differentiating them in that way. Because, you know, that's going to come back to haunt her. Just like every decision that she makes comes back to haunt her. And the fact that Nick ends up blaming her for him becoming the Flesh Acheron when he's the one that suggested it, he's the one that volunteered, she's the one that didn't want to do it. <sighs> oh, Nick. And... The, I love the show for realizing that he was bad for her, that he was wrong for her, and having her realize that and have prudence of all people be the one who explains that to her was brilliant. It was wonderful, and I loved it. 
But back on topic, shall we? Chosen family. Life as a Spellman is hard. But it is made easier because the Spellmans look out for each other. They keep each other going no matter what. And that is real power. And I love that what she ends up learning through course of the show is that just being born the child of Lucifer Morningstar didn't give her anything but a title claim to the throne. And it's not even a valid one, because a prince of hell, Caliban, who's literally made out of clay and has no, no reason to be allowed to sit on the throne, can challenge her to find the unholy regalia and take the throne from her. Blood counts for nothing. I love that message. We need so much more entertainment out in the world that comes from the point of view that blood means nothing. Because it doesn't. It's the lucky or unlucky circumstances of birth. We're not better off because of who we are. Blood... Trust me, I live in a family that spends way too much time thinking about legacy and lineage and all of that crap, and I just don't have time for it. It's not something that I can even wrap my head around half the time, because it doesn't matter. Yes, I'm related to some of these people that they're talking about, but when they were alive, they didn't have anything to do with me. They didn't care about me at all, except for in that obligatory sort of way that they felt that they had to because I was part of their lineage. And I'm supposed to really care now and be guided by their their machinations, what they wanted, when they're not here to benefit or suffer because of those decisions. Those decisions are just there and I'm supposed to live with them. And I'm not going to make this an episode about me, but this is exactly the situation that Sabrina finds herself in and why I probably found this episode a bit more relatable than I probably should have. Because in the end, our blood relatives, well, yes, you often hear it said, blood is thicker than wine, or blood is thicker than water. Sorry, I read too much vampire fiction. Blood is thicker than water. And in some instances, that can be true. I have a good relationship with some of my siblings, and yeah, there's a certain feeling that you have because you know each other, because you grew up together and what have you. But as far as the people who actually know what's going on in life, the people that are actually there for you, they matter more than just distant relations. I have cousins that I haven't seen or spoken to in years, and it's not entirely my fault. I've tried to connect with them. We just don't connect. We're oil and water, and we've realized that. There's no shame in not having that connection. And that's what Sabrina has to learn. She has to learn that she doesn't need those blood connections. She doesn't need to have any of that brought into her life and causing her problems. And that's the whole point and purpose of this season. She gets to see what it really means to be a morning star. Because she thought it was hard being a spellman and everything that that brought on her. 
oh, the obligations of being a Morningstar is so much more. Which is going to be really interesting to see what happens to Sabrina Morningstar, who is still obsessed, at least as we leave the season, with ruling over hell. Because all of this, whether it's the traditions that we come from, and that's something that I probably will do a second episode on, or the families that gave rise to us. It's the people that are there for us, the people that are in our lives with cause. They're the ones that we can really rely on, and that's what Sabrina learns. Yes, she ends up saving herself from the time loop and blah, 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 but it's Ambrose and Auntie Z and Auntie Hilda and all of the others that make her life possible, who make her victory possible. They're the ones who enable her to have the life she needs to have. It's because they chose to keep her. It's because they chose to raise her. It's because they didn't, rec- they didn't reject her when they found out that she wasn't a spellman. Which, let's be honest, with NTZ, that was a question for a minute now, wasn't it? But with all the nightmares of hell and everything that Sabrina had to go through, she finally learns her real lesson. It doesn't matter how you were born. It doesn't matter who people say that you are. It matters who you actually are. It matters how you act. It matters how you respond to the challenges that are put before you. That even as queen of hell, one must have at least some integrity. And that is a powerful revelation that I don't think the kings of hell understood. I don't think Lucifer understood. I don't think Madam Satan understood. And it's something that Caliban definitely... And this is where I think going forward, this question of chosen family is going to be really important for us going forward, because Sabrina chose twice. She chose the family in hell, and she chose her family on earth. And so unlike before, where she had to choose between her mortal and her witch life, and she ended up choosing a middle path, which is what she always does, let's be honest. Her middle path this time divided her into two separate people, one that is committed to her demonic family, and one to her terrestrial family. And that is going to cause so much drama going forward. Especially since we've already established that all of the Lovecraftian elder horrors exist, and that Father Blackwood is now in league with them. That's going to cause a lot, a lot of drama going forward. And that's going to be the solution. Because how do you deal with madness? It's the people around you that bring you back. And that's the problem. That's why Agatha went crazy. That's why she killed Dorcas. That's why we find poor Prudence, and I never thought I would say that phrase, alone and bitter by the entire experience. Because while they were her sisters, they were her servants first. The Weird Sisters could have been a chosen family. And yes, they were close, but let's be honest, they were hangers-on. They were the ones who did the bidding of Prudence. And so she learns the hard way that 
she actually did care for them, and she should have done it sooner. So we'll see if she actually gets to redeem Agatha or not. That's going to be a very interesting thing to watch going forward. I'm just really excited to see how they're dealing with a trans character, because I didn't even get to talk about that. Theo is interesting, and I'm curious to see how that works. I'm also curious to see how the relationship with Roz and Harvey works out. There's so much more I wanted to talk about, but it's that time. I really did enjoy this season, and if you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. Especially about this series, because I really want to talk more about this series. And I'd like to know what you want to talk about, because, oh, trust me, there's so many things that I could talk about. I just don't want to bore you with my obsessions too badly. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, you can find me, I'm C.E. Dorset, on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you have a dollar, you can pass my way. In the show notes, you'll find a link for the both listener support and my Patreon. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. If you don't have any money to give right now, or you don't feel like it, that is perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like either this podcast or anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. And also, if you haven't rated or subscribed yet, maybe do that. That helps out immensely as well. So yeah, I'm continuing to work on the various projects that I've been working on. And I can't wait to share more of them with you, especially the whole dark fantasy thing. I'm really grooving on that, and I'm hoping to have a breakthrough with this by Space Opera one soon. But until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.